message will be uh, from Exodus chapter 32 this morning. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 32. I'm going to read uh, three verses from other chapters uh, before I read the first four verses of Exodus 32. Uh, the verses I'm going to read uh, deal with Moses being up on the mount and uh, receiving the tables of stone from the Lord. Uh, in Exodus chapter 24, 12, the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount and be there, and I will give thee uh, tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them. Exodus 31, 18, 31, 18. And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Exodus 32, 15. And Moses turned and went down from the mount. And the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. Uh, the tables were written on both their sides, on the one side, and on the other were they written. Now what was going on down at the bottom of the mount while Moses was receiving those tablets? Well, we begin reading in Exodus 32.1. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand, and fashioned it with a graving tool, after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word this morning. And truly, it's an amazing contrast when we see what Moses, your servant, was doing and what Aaron, your servant, was doing at the same time. God, it's quite a difference. And Lord, I pray for the filling of your spirit to relay the message which you have laid upon my heart from the word of God this morning, dear God, for your people. 
your church, your flock. Father, help us to learn from these things and grow in the grace and knowledge of you. I pray for the filling of your spirit ministering this morning. Fill my dear wife with your spirit as she ministers the word and sign. And be with those in the nursery filled with thy spirit watching the children. And God, the word's already gone forth in the, in the children's Sunday school hour, the adult Sunday school hour. And we've been blessed to have the, the water of life already shared here today. And I pray that we would apply those things that we've learned to our hearts as well this. Uh, Lord, help us to glorify your name and, and, and build us up, Lord, that we might be strong for you and help us to be the witnesses that we need to be uh, in our generation, uh, dear God, and, and for your glory. And help us to be careful to thank you and praise you. And Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. 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 You may be seated. So we look at this passage, it is quite a contrast. <laughs> How can we have two servants of the Lord, two brothers as a matter of fact, one sharing perhaps the closest communion of God that he, with he, that he perhaps had known until that time, receiving actually the commandments written on tables, communing with God on top of the mountain. And yet Aaron is down at the bottom of the mountain fashioning an idol out of gold, a calf, that they are going to incorporate, they think, in, in, uh, in their worship uh, uh, of Jehovah. What a, what a sad picture that is. Uh, how could uh, he take part in, in, in such corruption? We read... Uh, uh, down there in chapter uh, uh, 32 uh, that uh, God is wroth uh, with, uh, with them and he's angry with them. Moses uh, comes down and he says uh, <clears throat> in uh, Exodus 32 He commands them to drink it. I'm looking for it. I didn't write it down on my thing here. Let me know if you find that verse where he drinks it. Commands. 20. 20, thank you, brother. He took the calf which they'd made and burned it in the fire and ground it to powder, started upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. So we have Aaron fashioning a calf, which he eventually has to drink. <laughs> uh, what a sobering event. And I'm tired of the message this morning. Uh, Aaron's engraved grief. Aaron's engraved grief. If we're not careful, we'll coddle some sin in our life or yield to some pressure and think we'll get some benefit out of it. And that very thing will become our own grief. That's one of the things that we can learn from this. Uh, how could there be such a difference in these two servants of God? 
at the same time. Well, we'll look at that. We'll learn some things uh, today. First of all, in a time of uncertainty, number one, Aaron forsook the commandments. In times of uncertainty, number one, Aaron forsook the commandments. Exodus 32, 1, the people saw that Moses uh, delayed to come. And so he receives uh, of their earrings and such in verse 4. And he fashioned it with a graving tool when he made it a molten calf. Said, these be thy gods, O Israel, has brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Uh, what a uh, thing to consider. Now Moses had been up in the mount for uh, 40 days, we're told. And uh, there's, uh, there's uncertainty uh, regarding them. They're uncertain what's going on with him. Fact is, 40 days, he could have starved to death uh, by now. He could have suffered a fatal accident or been consumed by some wild beast. Uh, their complaint was not that Moses had forsaken them uh, or that he had been killed, but we what not is become of him. We just don't know what's going on. And we're getting a little restless. That kind of sounds like us sometimes in the will of God, huh? We want God to move along things at a timing in where we ought to think they'd be, be happening, huh? <laughs> and we get a little restless. And get a little, by the way, a major lesson in, in, in this morning is to wait on the Lord. Uh, to, is to wait on the Lord. And uh, we get a little restless. We want, want God to move at our speed and work out things the way we think that they should work out. Uh, now, it seems that all else for them was going relatively well at this time. Aaron and her had been left to provide leadership should any issue arise. The manna continued to appear every day. We don't read of any enemies encroaching them. Encroaching them. We don't read of any other civil unrest spoken of at this particular time. Seems God would have cared for them had Moses been gone 40 months or 40 years. The commandment was for them to wait until Moses and Joshua returned. But they're getting restless. Getting restless, waiting. <clears throat> In Exodus 24, uh, 12, we read, The Lord said unto Moses, Come up into the mount and and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone. Uh, and what does Moses say to the people when he goes up? Exodus 24, 14. He said unto the elders, Tarry ye here for us. That was the command. Until we come again unto you. That's all. They were, they were to wait. They were given leadership uh, to help them if they had any questions or problems that arose. Uh, he says, he says in Exodus 24, 40, Aaron and her are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. And by the way, uh, they had the word of God with them already. It's interesting. It'd be a, a fun study to go through sometime. I'm not going to do it this morning. But if we read between Exodus Exodus. Uh, chapter 19 through about Exodus 34 we find uh, I counted seven times 
Moses was called up to the mount and then came back down. Some have seen eight. There was a lot of going up and down that mount. It'd be an interesting study to, to look at sometime. Uh, but uh, the fact is, when Moses uh, went up with Joshua, I believe this is the fifth ascent. He's going up the mount with Joshua to get the tables of stone. Uh, well, uh, the fifth ascent was preceded by which one? The fourth ascent, right? Uh, on his fourth trip up the mountain, uh, Moses uh, came down. And uh, actually, I'm sorry, actually on his, third, on his third ascent, let me back up. On Moses' third ascent up the mountain, he came, he came back down. And what happened then when he descended is Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. That's where God gives the commandments audibly to Moses and the people. Moses had come down the mount for the third time when that happened. He wasn't up in the mount when Exodus 21 through 17 was given. He was down there with the people, and those ten commandments were given audibly to all the people, Moses included. So, at this, by this time, they've already heard God give the ten commandments, which includes what? Not, not to make any idols or graven images, okay? Moses was down there with him. Well, Moses was called up again the fourth time into the mountain. And God gave him chapters, Exodus chapter 20, verse 22, through Exodus uh, 23, 33. Gave them all those commands that deal with how they live and how rules are supposed to have as they govern each other to help them obey the Ten Commandments. God gave Moses all of those. He'd already given all of them the Ten Commandments audibly. So Moses comes down after having going up the fourth time. He goes down, and now and the and the Bible tells us in uh, in uh, Exodus chapter uh, twenty four. Through seven, he comes down, and now what does Moses do? You can read it. He he writes down. He tells them all the words that God has told him while he was up there. They've already got the commandments directly from God. God goes up, gives them many more commandments. Moses comes down after the fourth time, tells them all those commandments that God gave him. And then he writes down all that God has given. So now Moses writes down all he said. All he said. He writes down the Ten Commandments. They already see that audibly. He writes down all that God gave him up in the mount. Exodus 20, 22 through Exodus 23, 33. He writes all that down. You say, well, what did he do with it, preacher? Well, I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. <laughs> I'm guessing he probably left it there with Aaron. <laughs> so they had all the audible word. They had the written word. And they shouldn't have gone astray. And yet they failed to trust God's word, which they had. And they make this, uh, this, this uh, idol. Uh, being uncertain, being fearful. Because why? Because they can't see what's going on. God's not working according to their timetable. When they saw that Moses delayed to come down, delayed to come down according to who? Whose schedule was God failing to meet? 
<laughs> you see, they had a timetable for God. He should, uh, Moses should have been back here by now. That wasn't what they had. That wasn't for their concern, was it? Their concern was what? Terry, till we come down. You just however long it is. <laughs> and sometimes we can get in trouble if we want to, uh, if we want a God that we can adjust to our schedule. <laughs> And not, listen, and not listen to what God has for us. We can become fearful because we don't know what God has planned for us or what God's doing. Let me tell you something. The more we learn the heart of God, the less that kind of fear goes away. Amen? No one wants better for us than what God does. But we can, have a, we can be so fearful at times just to the unknown. One song says, Does Jesus care when my way is dark? With a nameless dread and fear. As the daylight fades into deep night shades, does he care enough to be near? Sometimes we're fearful, we don't even know why. Brother Dennis was talking about those that were feeble minded this morning, how that sometimes they just fear everything. As we grow in strength in the Lord, uh, he gives us victory over that. We rest in him. Psalm 37, 7. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Wait for the Lord. Uh, wait upon the Lord. When these people came to Aaron... This would have been a good time for a revival meeting. This would have been a good time for a little scripture review, amen. Uh, Brother Aaron, uh, there, as Moses was up communing with God, uh, Aaron could have stood out and said, Now we need to rehearse what God just told us all. We all heard it. Remember, we heard that first, that first Ten Commandments. And after we heard it, we said, Oh, we don't want to listen anymore, Moses. You, 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 you take it from here, and, and we'll, and we'll, and that, by the way, that's what Moses did afterwards. He went up, and God talked to him alone and brought him back down. But that had been a good time for Aaron to review all that God had said, by the way, and then all that Moses had written about what God had said and what God had told Moses. That had been a good time for review. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Uh, he, he broke the commandments of God. And, uh, and, he made that, and he made that calf. The people demanded visible gods and because they, they longed to know it all, to walk by sight and not by faith, they wanted a god they could keep an eye on. One they could set their schedule by. And uh, how many of you have learned God doesn't work like that? Amen. And uh, We have to do a lot of schedule adjusting if, we, you know, if, we're, if, we're, if we're following the Lord, don't we? Because he often uh, changes what we, our, our, our plans. Secondly, in time of, in, of uncertainty... Uh, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. By the way, when they made that calf, Aaron had heard God say that, and he now had also, Moses rehearsed it again, because Moses told all the words that God said to him when he came back down, and then he wrote all the words. So that, they had that available to them. Not only did they hear, not only had they preached to it by, from God himself, they had it written in the word of God. And yet they disobeyed it. Secondly, what do we see? In a time of uncertainty, Aaron feared the crowd. In a time of uncertainty, Aaron feared the crowd. They saw Moses delayed. Verse 1, they're not, not working according to their schedule. Uh, the people gathered themselves together <laughs> unto Aaron. Uh, 
By the way, it wasn't to uh, have a night celebrate, uh, to, to make him feel good, all right? They gathered himself together on the air and said to him, Up! Make us gods. Up! Make us gods. Uh, this isn't a suggestion, okay? Uh, they're giving Aaron a command. They're telling the man of God how they want to be led and what needs to be done right now. Up! Make us God. As for this Moses, brought us out of Egypt. By the way, they had their eyes on men, don't they? Who brought them out of Egypt? God did. Amen. Uh, Moses was just God's instrument. Up! Make us gods. They gathered themselves together. They wanted gods that they could see and know what, know what they were doing. They're worshiping men rather than gods. Multitudes telling the man of God what to preach. Uh, and it's interesting, they gather themselves together. Um, later on in the chapter, we read that Moses comes back down and there's a chastening that takes place because of their disobedience. They had gathered and had a great sinful celebration uh, worshiping that calf as we will see and when Moses came back down uh, part of the punishment that God put upon them uh, Moses says in Exodus 32 26 uh, who is on the Lord's side let him come unto me and all the sons of Levi gather themselves together unto him he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from the gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell of the people that, that day about 3,000 men. That's an interesting event. I mean, after Moses has him ground up the calf and drink it, and now he gathers a troop and says, go slay uh, these men. And they do. And it's 3,000. You know what? That's not very many. That's not very many. We know there was probably a million in the, in the whole group. There were a whole lot more people than 3,000. You see, maybe it wasn't the majority that moved Aaron. Maybe it was the violent minority that moved Aaron. We see a lot of that going on in the world, don't we? You know, you've heard the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Maybe it was the violent minority. The ones that would come forth, uh, and, and they want their way, and they have the boldness and the brashness, the unruly, like perhaps Dennis was talking about maybe this morning, the unruly, up, make us gods. And it might be that those ones, that, that those Levites went out to slay were the ones who headed up that, or involved in that. Interesting. Uh, but he feared, the, he feared the crowd that had gathered at him. They certainly, they certainly pressed him, whether they were the majority or not. In fact, is it possible uh, the majority may not, have, may not have wanted that to happen? But in that case, they were a silent majority and should not have been. Amen? Uh, 
God would thoroughly teach them this lesson about waiting. What, was, what, what were they supposed to do? Wait till Moses and Joshua come back down. Moses, or Aaron breaks the command. He, 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 he forsakes, forsakes the command of God. He fears the crowd. God's going to teach them about waiting. And we would read that uh, as they would go through the wilderness. In Numbers 9, 15 and following, and on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle. Uh, and uh, God's presence. And, he, and he's, it says the name of the tent of the testimony. And that even there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until the morning. So cloud of the day and fire at night. So it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Uh, or Numbers 9.21 So it was when the cloud abode from evening into morning that the cloud was taken up in the morning then they journeyed when, whether it was by day or by night that the cloud was taken up they journeyed or whether it were two days or a month or a year that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle remaining thereon the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not but when it was taken up, they journeyed. At the commandment of the Lord, they rested in the tents. And at the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. God says, when, the, when, it abide, when the, that cloud abides in the tabernacle, wait. And you know what? Whether it was a day, a month, or what? A year. Or, or longer. Wait. God was teaching them to wait, wasn't he? Uh, they may not have got it uh, on Mount Sinai. Uh, they, they jumped the gun try, trying to schedule God. says, I'll move when I move, and, and you wait till I do. Amen. And when I move, by the way, don't you tarry. You come with me. See, see God leads us. Jesus says, where I am, what? There shall my servant be. Amen. And, uh, uh, and so we, we follow him. Uh, the crowds cried Aaron's not a suggestion that was a, a kind of a threatening command and by the way we see the nations once again uh, coming to that we have, we have suggestions about our worship and uh, we need to be ready when those things turn to commands amen and uh, what are we going to do uh, we're going to worship God amen and uh, we're not going to break the commandments of God for fear of the people uh, as Aaron did and uh, what, what we know better uh, because we know that obeying God's commands are not only what's best for us obeying God's commands what's best for the whole world amen we know that we're convinced of that and so we want to, we want to stay on that track Proverbs 29 25 the fear of man bringeth a snare but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe amen and that's what we want our trust to be uh, Aaron was pressed by that multitude the very words that Moses spoke to them and, the very, and wrote to them uh, Aaron had also this among those or, uh, not, not that one but in Proverbs uh, 29-25 the fear of man bringeth the snare whoso put his trust in the Lord shall be safe Aaron had this one written down, Exodus 23, 2, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. He had that in writing. 
Christians today want to know all the details before they commit to follow God. And if they agree and are agreeable to them, they'll surrender to His will. Oh, to Jesus I surrender. That depends on where He wants me to go. <laughs> you know? No, that's not how it goes. <laughs> Amen. And by the way, God knows our hearts, doesn't He? <laughs> and by the way, why should God show us His will if we think He needs to do it for our approval? He's looking for people who want to do His will, amen? Who will do whatever it is. He, and then He tells us. That's where he wants us to be. We can trust him. And then he'll show us his will. Waiting, waiting upon the Lord. Thirdly, in time of, uh, of, uh, of uncertainty, uh, not Aaron not only feared the crowd, but Aaron followed the crowd. Times of uncertainty, what did he do? Uh, they said, up, make us gods. Look at verse 2. Aaron says, break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. Break them off, and and, uh, and he does exactly what they what they wanted to do. You know, uh, many many churches and many people run their lives by what the quote unquote moral majority may think or may determine what's best. You know, whatever most people in the world think is right, that's how I think I ought to live. Well most, mo well, most people in the world at one time thought it was right to get married and stay married and not get divorced, amen? Uh, most people out of the world, out of the world at one time thought it, was, thought it was right that a man marry a woman, like the Bible says, and, and, and nothing else fits the defini def definition of marriage. Most people in the world thought those things at one time, amen? amen. Well, those things have changed now. Has right and wrong changed? Absolutely not. See, because God is the foundation for all that is moral, amen. All that is moral proceeds from God. Yeah. All that is true proceeds from him, right and wrong. And we follow, and we follow him. Uh, we think about the tragedy of those who have yielded to their own feelings or what others thought was right or what they, they reasoned might be best. That began in the Garden of Eden, didn't it? Remember that in Genesis uh, Two of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. How'd that work out? Remember Satan said to Eve, you know, hath, yea, hath God said thou shalt not eat of every tree in the garden? God keep one of those trees back from you? Oh, no, not the knowledge of good and evil. That one, well, he knows when you eat the day you eat that, you'll become as gods. See, Eve, Eve bit on that. She thought she had a better idea than God. She ate and became a sinner. Adam realized that Eve was going to die because God said the day they eat of you shall surely die. He decided that he'd love Eve more than God. He knew exactly what he was doing. But he thought he'd be better off uh, uh, disobeying God than being without Eve. He was wrong, wasn't he? And uh, we saw that where, where the tragedies led. All, all the, through that, all of us are born with a sinful nature. Uh, what about the, uh, you know, what about the, uh, the, the floods and stuff? Uh, Noah's time. In Noah's time, it was popular consent that this guy building this boat is crazy. Uh, Moses had plenty of room for more passengers, 
boxcars full of room for more passengers on that ark. And nobody went in but he, but he, and, his, he, he and his sons and, and, uh, and, and their wives. And what happened? Behold, I, even I do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh. Wherein is the breath of life from under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. And by the way, it did. Amen. Mm-hmm. You see, what some people thought was right and what the world thought was right was wrong. And it cost them dearly. Cost them dearly. More often than not, we find the crowds and the multitudes and the popular opinion of everybody in the Bible is found wrong. <laughs> More often than not. And we are called to walk a, what, a narrow way. You know, wide, you know, wide is the gate, straight, and you, straight is the way leading into life, and, and few to be that find it, you know. That's a narrow way. Uh, the Tower of Babel, the same thing. What had God commanded? He commanded him to, uh, to, 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 to spread him over all the earth, to replenish the earth. But they said, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. Let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole, whole earth. How'd that work out? God scattered their work, didn't he? He confounded their work. And it didn't work out good. It was by popular consensus, or at least uh, we might say uh, uh, the violent people who came to the front that Christ was crucified, by the way, hoping to be rid of him hoping to be rid of him. And we know that uh, God used that in his mighty plan, perhaps beyond ways that we can fully understand. Yet that did not excuse those who had done it for the violence they'd committed. See, he took upon him the sins of the whole world. And on and on we've seen the majority uh, to be wrong. Thou should not follow a multitude to do evil. We had that already. And then fourthly, in times of uncertainty, Aaron fashioned a calf. He fashioned a calf. The people break off the golden earrings were in their ears, brought them unto Aaron, and he received them at their hand, fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. Uh, it's interesting that Some have supposed that Aaron required the gold in hopes that the women would refuse, or, or, the, or the men, women, uh, so hopes that the people would refuse, uh, refuse that uh, and uh, not wanting to get rid of the riches and therefore removing him from the responsibility of making the calf. Okay, you want to make a God? Give me all your gold. Well, guess what? Surprise, <laughs> they did. And they brought it all. You see, people will give a whole lot for the false religion they want, they, they, they want to worship. If they can make a God that allows, them, that allows them to do what they'll want to do, they can control, they'll put a whole lot of money into that, I'll tell you. We see that all the time with the prosperity preachers on television, don't we? I'm telling you, God's here to, you know, to bless you and, you know, and give you all the riches of the world, all the material things that you want. If you'll just follow him, why, you know, it'll be uh, joy unspeakable and full of glory and material things, you know, is what they preach. And the people shovel out the money, shovel out the money. One of those guys was charging 10 bucks a head to get on, get on him, in one of his services to be on television. What an amazing thing. They'll dish out the money. 
if they can make a false god. But folks, that won't, that won't save them from the grief that will follow. They'll be what? They'll be engraving their own grief, just like Aaron was. And they'll have to answer for that one day. Enter at the straight gate. Why does the gate bar his way? Either unto life uh, leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in that, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Aaron fashioned that calf. Fifthly and finally, what else do we see Aaron did? In times of uncertainty, Aaron offered his foolish confessions. You think about that? Moses uh, in Exodus thirty-two twenty-one. Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people that they are set on mischief. <laughs> they are. Uh, that's what he says. Uh, they are. You know, blaming it on 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 everybody else. <clears throat> the Bible says that Aaron had caused caused these people to be naked. See, they gathered together and had that party. They they gathered together to eat and drink and rose up to play. There was a lot of sin going on there for those that were involved in it. The Bible says Aaron had made them naked. Why was so much put on Aaron? Or remember what he had? What did we just sing? To whom much has been given? much more shall be required he was in leadership he heard the word of God spoken from God he had the written word of God before him he heard it spoken also again from Moses he'd been given much he'd been put in a place of leadership and so God says Aaron made the people naked the Bible narrates Aaron had made them he was the leader he should have been against that and uh but yet we see what time and again the mercies of God we sang about that this morning too didn't we what was God ready to do when Moses had trekked up the mountain that fifth time and received the uh, tables of stone God says Moses I'm gonna, I'll, I'll make a nation out of you I just wiped them out Moses uh, went up and pleaded for them I think that was actually trip number six that he went out and pleaded with them and God hearkened he, he, he repented of the evil the Bible says he, changed, he, he, he turned from the, the, the punishment he was going to give them God's merciful isn't he amen uh, he'd offered these foolish confessions they brought it up there I like he says uh, they said unto me uh, <clears throat> I said unto them whosoever hath any gold let them break it off so they gave it me then I cast it into the fire and there came out this calf <laughs> I like that <laughs> my wife was watching the interpreters online interpret that passage there 
and uh, as yesterday and, and uh, part of today as we were talking about it, and she was cracking up, and I'm looking, and she, could, she says, it's just funny the way they interpret that, you know, you know I put in all this stuff in, oh, oh, there just came out this calf, you know, and, uh, uh, some of our reasoning for not following God is just as silly, isn't it? It's, it's really just as foolish, isn't it? And we need to recognize that and realize that. And uh, not, be the, not, not make excuses. The old, it's not my fault. You know, you know these people, Moses. Yeah, but you knew God, Aaron. You were with him in going to see Pharaoh in Egypt. <laughs> you knew what God did as much as Moses did. Matter of fact, you did uh, uh, all those miracles with, with the rod. See, he had a lot to answer for. Uh, the eight old excuse, not my fault. By the way, didn't Adam and Eve try the same thing? <laughs> that, you know, the serpent beguiled me, that woman you gave me. <laughs> God says, no, you were to obey me. You were to obey me. I can do all things, what? Through Christ which strengtheneth me. And that certainly applies to keeping the will of God uh, amidst any pressure. Amen. Doesn't it? I mean, the focus is that it's, it's doing the will of God regardless of the circumstances around us. That's what the promise is. We, through Christ, we can do that. By the way, through God, Aaron could have done that. And uh, the eight old excuse. And then, uh, threw, in, uh, threw in this gold and out came this calf. It just happened, you know. Going along for, you know, people married for 30, 40 years and have this, uh, they, they call it an affair, it's adultery, according to the Bible. <laughs> well, it just happened, you know. We, uh, we met together one place and there it happened. Well, it didn't just happen, okay, and you know that. It was what, a long string away before that, amen? Thoughts. And then in words, and then in deeds. And those things, it didn't just happen. He planned that. By the way, the Bible says he had fashioned a calf, he engraved it. <laughs> he even engraved it. And he, had, and he has the nerve to say it, I just, out come this calf. <laughs> he polished it up, made a nice, shiny, you know, good looking calf <laughs> once it came out. You know, I don't know. How, I don't know what actually happened. Did it come out in just this this big blob that kind of looked like a calf, and so Aaron took it from there, or did he just fashion a calf because that was, you know, uh, you know, uh, part of the gods that uh, others worship and such? I'm not not sure, but he he fine tuned it. Whatever <laughs> he made it a calf, didn't just come out. He was a willing participant by doing that. Uh, uh, and what did Moses do? And we read there in, in Exodus 32. Uh, uh, 19 he, he, it says he came up nigh unto the camp and he saw the calf and the dancing and Moses' anger waxed hot and he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount and he took the calf which they had made and burned it in the fire and ground it into powder and started upon the water and made the children of Israel to drink of it um, that, I bet that was bitter amen uh, and so we see uh, what the people thought would be best what the people wanted to do 
in knowing their own way and directing their own way and not being willing to wait on God and not be willing to, to just follow the clear commandments that God had given them, both from his own, God's own mouth and the writings of the word of God that they had, they wanted more. And they wanted to do differently. Up! Make us gods. Time for us to move on. What did God say? Terry. And they wanted to put their way first. They wanted to move on first. And we have to be careful in our life. By the way, uh, I think this is one of those things that God is doing in our nation right now and in the world. Especially where we have all the COVID restrictions. There's a waiting upon the Lord. I'm praying for a direction we, you know, uh, going forward from here. Uh, different ministries that we've had uh, we can't frankly do the same way anymore and I'm praying for wisdom and what God would have I'd like to see some of these restrictions lifted amen, amen. I don't have all the answers we, we're praying for a larger building uh, we have we, we've been blessed to have some people come we, we believe that uh, if, if, if the Lord tarries that more will be coming we need a little bit more room but you know what I'm not God I'm, I'm a sheep just like you <laughs> And so, so I, I'm waiting for his direction and uh, trying to do what I can uh, and, and what I'm responsible for in the meantime, but I don't have all the answers. And we're looking. And, you know, it was a comfort to me when, when God led me to this for today. How serious is God is about just do what you know is right and wait on me. And I'll show you. Uh, we have... Uh, we have... Uh, for our memory verse and I appreciate the bulletins that Brother Dennis does every week they're, they're such a blessing and, uh, and uh, he puts them in, in them also the memory verse for evildoers shall be cut off but those that wait upon the Lord they shall inherit the earth that's just one of our supposed to be one of our characteristics as a believer we learn what to wait upon the Lord we don't run ahead of the Lord and when he calls, what? We follow. Uh, you know, where, he, where he leads me, I will follow. Amen? And that's, that's supposed to be just one of our characteristics. But more often than not, we want to get, we want to get ahead of the Lord. You know, we want to solve the problem our way. You know. And, and if we jump the gun, we lack the wisdom of God. Uh, we'll find ourselves uh, uh, breaking a commandment, fearing the crowd, whatever it might be, and not doing God's will. So a lesson that we can learn today, I think from this, waiting, waiting on the Lord, and, uh, and, he, will, and he will direct our paths if we'll acknowledge him in all our ways. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word this morning. And, and God, uh, truly, it, uh, it was an amazing time for Moses and Aaron, all of Israel, uh, coming out of Egypt in the way that you brought them out and showing them the mighty things that you had shown them. And, and Father, uh, you have said, Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And I think maybe that's why we see more severe things sometimes in the Old Testament. Because not only had they the written word of God as we have,
but many times heard you speak and saw mighty miracles. And so you required of them more. And Lord, uh, we, we've been more blessed because your desire is that we walk by faith, not by sight. You said, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And we are blessed, Lord. And I thank you. And Lord, we need your direction going forward here. I thank you for this church. And our hearts are concerned for our nation. And Father, revival, Lord, that we need. We know that there's much wickedness practiced in our land and around the world. And we want to be voices for righteousness, dear God. Help us through our representatives to be the voice that we need to be to to speak out for right and wrong in the avenues that would glorify your name. And God, uh, uh, there are those who will hate you even when your word is shared in love. We know that. And Lord, when that time comes, help us to love them as well. Part of that loving them, we know, will be sharing the truth with them. And still proclaiming your word uh, that others may have the opportunity to repent to seek Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins and to have a home in heaven to have the spirit come and live in their heart the moment they would trust Jesus Christ as their savior even as each one of us here when we were born again had your spirit enter our hearts that's how it happened that moment we trust you. We desire that for others. And then that all of your sheep would grow and become strong. We need to be strong. The world, as you have told us, is not getting lighter, it's getting darker. And uh, we need to shine brighter as lights for you. And uh, give us opportunities to share the gospel. Give us opportunities to be witnesses to our neighbors and and to do the to 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 do the good deeds and and say the good words that we that you want us to say, Father, to glorify your name and to further this message. Thank you for our missionaries around the world. Help them. Many of them we know are facing much more difficult situations than we are. Father, we lift them up before you to give them grace and strength as well to continue. I thank you so much for this people, as even Brother Dennis already expressed this morning. It's such a, a great group of believers. I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful that there's a love for your word here. And there's a knowledge of your word here, Father. I thank you for that. Help us to learn more and to apply, God, what we learn so we, be, we can be more like Jesus. And Father, help us to be careful to thank you and praise you. We ask it in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. Amen.